Pick yeah. a card, any card. What do you mean? Pick a card. All right, that's yours. Open it and read it whenever, at your leisure if you want. <laughs> Is it advice? <laughs> Maybe. Read it right, out. right, right, right. I am so, so very sorry for your loss. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I love this guy. <laughs> we don't deserve Mr. Dr. Batman. Eric threw his way yesterday, which really hurt my feelings, I Eric. I gotta say. True. Well, it like bad luck. And Eric's got ace 10. Ben with ace 5 suited. Just calls. Four way action. 21,800 in the pot. We are playing a reasonably big game here at Hustler Casino Live today. We are playing 200, 400, 800, 1600. All right, big game. Pulls around to Mr. Dr. Batman, playing 300,000 deep effective. He raises it up with the pocket queens. Eric and the cutoff with ace-10 offsuit opts to just call. I may go ahead and put in the three bet here because ace-10 is a hand that does not play great multi-way. And I think it makes a pretty good three bet bluff with a blocker, but whatever, calling's fine too. He calls, Ben on the button calls with ace five of spades. Kennedy in the straddle calls with king jack offsuit. And we go to the flop four ways. Ace, 10, eight. Top two for Eric. Top pair for Ben. A gut shot for Kennedy. But as we can see, two of the queens are occupied. Pretty ambitious for Batman to bet here, but he does. Eric calls. Flop comes, ace, 10, eight, two hearts, giving Eric. Top two pair, Ben, top pair bad kicker. Kennedy, a gut shot. And Mr. Dr. Batman, pocket queens for zip and pip. Mr. Dr. Batman decides to bet 15,000. He is not afraid. Seems a little bit optimistic to me. I would have just check folded here. You gotta realize when you're playing multi-way, especially when you are out of position with players yet to act, you have to be incredibly cautious. And in scenarios like this, you probably don't even want to be betting all that often. If you are going to be betting, you want to be betting really strong and linear, which is really good made hands and really good draws. And pocket queens on the ace-10-8 board is not it. This is just a check fold. I actually discuss this a lot in my brand new advanced tournament course at pokercoaching.com. I know this is a cash game, but the logic still applies. Out of position, multi-way, you have to do a lot of checking, especially with your marginal-ish made hands like pocket queens here. So just check and then check fold when people bet and then call. Anyway, he goes for a bet. Eric decides to just call. I don't mind it. I'm kind of surprised he didn't put in a raise immediately given the board is very dynamic, meaning it's very, very likely to change on the turn. Anytime you have a hand that's almost always good that you're happy to load your money in with now, but you're not going to be so happy to load your money in with on a lot of turns, like notice here, king, queen, jack, nine, Eight, seven, heart, all those are pretty bad, right? I think because of that, you probably want to raise, but whatever, calling's fine too. Again, if you think your opponent's betting stuff like queens, then you certainly don't want to raise and make them fold out the queens. Ben, on the button, in position, with the ace five, top pair, no kicker, just folds. Is that nitty? No, that's just a good fold. Again, in multi-way pots, when there's a lot of action, when it goes bet and call before you, and there's still somebody in the straddle who could put in a raise, this is a spot where you have to be super duper nitty. When you do continue, you want to make sure you're drawing very, very live to a hand that can beat even your opponent's strong hands. 
And ace-5 on the ace-10-8 is not drawing live at all. Notice in this scenario, he's literally drawing to 1% equity. He needs a 5 and a 5, both, to come. It's not going to happen all that often, and he makes a very, very good fold in a spot where I think a lot of players in, especially a lot of small and medium stakes, loose, splashy live cash games, they just call. And that is a blunder. But Ben does not make the blunder. Ben gets out of the way. Kennedy has the gut shot and a backdoor flush draw. It's a jack-high flush draw, so I suppose that's not all that good. He opts to fold. If he was very deep stacked, like 300,000 with the other players, I actually don't mind calling and trying to spike a queen. But because he only has 132,000 behind facing a 15,000 bet, I think it's fine to get out of the way. Lots of action on the flop. I'm sure people in the comments section are saying, this guy talks too much. Well, that's what some people are here for. All right, let's go to the turn. Eric now the full house. That's a really, really good fold by Ben. I mean, the guy is on mega tilt, right? And he just folds ace five like it's nothing. I don't know what that man's doing here. I'm not gonna lie. He raised, he got called in three spots. Then he bets the next player to act calls him. And I, I, I just don't know what story he's trying to tell here. Like, what does he think his opponent has? Eric's just going to call here. Batman not drawing dead, by the way. There was one queen live. Turn brings a 10. A terrible card for Mr. Dr. Batman because Mr. Dr. Batman's probably not betting a whole lot of 10s on the flop. And Eric is going to call with a decent amount of 10s on the flop. To be fair, Eric probably should not call with a lot of 10s on the flop unless they have a heart with them. But a lot of people will, especially in loose, flashy cash games. And Eric has made it very clear he comes to play. So when you are facing a giant bet on the turn for the size of the pot, you want to ask, will I be able to reasonably get all the money in on the river if my opponent bets and then I shove? If the answer to that is yes, you're going to want to do a whole lot of calling. If you need to raise now to get a ton of money in on the river, then you probably want to raise. In this scenario, with 240000 behind, the pot's going to go up to one fifty. If Mr. Dr. Batman bets... 50 or 100 on the river, then obviously Eric can easily shove for another 100 or 150 more. So I definitely love calling in this scenario. Um, also, you want to be raising more often as your hand is, again, very vulnerable to being outdrawn, but obviously Ace-10 is not vulnerable at all to being outdrawn. Funny enough, he does have to fade a queen, so he is not super-duper locked up, but 97% is super-duper locked up. So Eric does call, and we head off to the river. 2,000 in it. That is not a queen. Seven of hearts. Now Batman slows down. I mean... Eric goes 130 into 150. Should be an insta fold. I don't know what you're beating. On the river, Mr. Dr. Batman finally wises up. He has nothing. He checks. And Eric has to decide how much he should bet. Pot's about 150k. Eric goes very big, 130. I think that is good. Because in this scenario, Mr. Dr. Batman either has a 10, which is trying to induce a bluff, and it's not folding, a 
a straight, he actually could have that sometimes with the Jack-9, that is going to check and then obviously check call, maybe even check raise, probably just check call though. He could have a flush, flush comes in, he could definitely check and then check call or check raise. Or he could have an ace, which is going to be kind of inclined to hero call when, you know, some draws miss. Not a lot of draws miss, actually, though, in this Seven of Hearts river. So anyway, I like a big bet because I think a lot of players in these loose, splashy cash games just don't like to fold as long as you make a bet that is reasonable. So with the pot of 150k, Eric could certainly just rip it all in for the 240 total. I think that's very, very viable. But if you think your opponent has a lot of marginal made hands, like primarily an ace, just bet an amount that an ace can call. Eric decides that is 130. Let's see what happens with the queen and the queen. Jack nine got there. A 10 was already there. Hearts got there, obviously. tells me he wants to call and no I don't know I'm just it's just calling yeah, wow Mr. Dr. Batman somehow rips it all in Eric falls out of his seat calling is that the end of the story call give it here you go here's another tilt card I'll take it all thank you sir so good to play with you I'm just needling. Isn't that fun? Isn't that the point to needle? You know what? You're, you're not wrong. I mean, that's what he wants to do, right? He wants to needle. I didn't bring this to the game. He did. But now all his chips are mine. Right at the end of the stream. Welcome to the big leagues, kid. Mr. Batman. Good sportsmanship, bro. Good sportsmanship. Oh, I don't have good sportsmanship. Uh, I'm here for all of it. You think needling people is good sportsmanship when you get stacked with double aces? You think that's good sportsmanship? That's what you believe? You think that's all in fun? This is real money. You don't say. Yeah. It's real money. It's real money. Like, and you, you think can, it's you fun. You can turn this into dollars. And you think it's fun. You took the time to figure out how to with people when they lose, right? <laughs> They're coming from you? I'm just saying. Really, you're going to... I'm down with with me. people. I'm not chastising. I'm down with right. it. I'm down with the business. I don't know what he was thinking there. I mean, he's trying to rep pocket aces, I guess. Does Eric go over the line a little bit? Yeah, but as far as I'm concerned, I think he's spot on. Batman literally prepares cards to hand out when he gives bad beats. If you can't take it, don't dish it out. These two have history. 12,600. 12,600. Let's needle. Nuts. So much fun. Eric's not letting up. Does it make you feel better about yourself? No, man. I think you're a for doing that. You think I'm a Yeah, I do. I think it's inappropriate. Holy I think dude. I'm I think a small business owner. You own casinos in multiple no, states. No, 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 no. What We're I'm not saying even playing is, the same game, bro. What I'm saying is, when you do this to other people, you think it's fun because you're so smart. You stack someone, then you give them a middle card. I think you're being a. First off, I think I'm an amateur player I, at a room full you, of pros, you think you're and an I ask permission before I do it. Right? Okay. 
You didn't ask me before you tried to give me one. I did. Remember how they were all on the rail and I explained it to you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, sorry that you have selective memory, my friend. Okay. I don't like it. That's fine. You don't have to. You're right. 2,500. I don't have to shut up about it either. Alright, I'm not going to either. It's gonna make for great TV. Ooh. First thing I wanna know. What do you think about Eric's speech play, his actions in this scenario? Pa go ahead, pause the video. Let me know what you think about this in the comment section below, then I'll give you my take on it. So look, I am not so familiar with Mr. Dr. Batman, so I'm not necessarily talking about Mr. Dr. Batman here. I'm more so talking about players who make it clear that they are the antagonist at the table. The question becomes, should you give them a dose of their own medicine? And if so, how big of a dose should you give them? Well, it depends on if you want them to like you to begin with. Sometimes you don't care at all because you don't like them. You think they are um, unkind souls. If you think they're unkind souls and you really want to be mean and punish them, I don't have a problem with what Eric did at all here. Grab his chips, take them, tell him he's bad at poker, throw him a tilt card in his face. You know, go for it. I actually have a problem with that if your opponent is actually um, a real big jerk. Now, if your opponent's just like a little bit needly and fun, eh, I probably shouldn't do that because... To be fair, at the end of the day, you kind of want people to like you in general. But some people, you don't care about burning bridges because you actually don't want them in your game, even if they are terrible at poker. So interesting spot. Again, I don't know what Mr. Batman does on average, but uh, Mr. Eric with the anti-hero shirt here, he's clearly not afraid to get up there and uh, fight fire with fire. And look, if your opponent, if, if your opponent's someone you don't want in the game, if there's someone you want to perhaps make tilt off in the future, if you think they're going to be that feeble-minded that they're going to care about the fact that they just got stacked, well then, do what you can to rattle them. Some players, you just can't rattle. They don't care about this kind of thing. But to be fair, those usually aren't the players who are in there throwing, throwing uh, tilt cards at people and whatnot, right? So this is a tough spot. It's a spot I'm not really in all that much, but I do know whenever someone in my games is being mean to the recreational players, for example, the players who are perhaps novice, who don't necessarily know what they're doing, who are struggling. I get pretty aggressive at those people who are mean to the fish. So maybe anti-hero Eric in this scenario decides to be mean to people who are mean to people. I don't know. Maybe that's the thing that uh, he really doesn't like. Everybody has their pet peeves. And maybe that's it here. And uh, Eric decided to bring out the big guns. He gave a healthy quadruple dose of Mr. Dr. Batman's own medicine. Rough spot. Rough spot. Do you like playing with tension or do you like playing a nice chill game? Some people thrive on the tension. I personally don't. I just like a nice chill happy game. But if you like the tension, you like the uh, emotions running high, then this sort of thing certainly does it. Wonder what happened after this end. Ugh. <laughs> All right, that's me for today. If you enjoyed this video, do me a quick favor. Click the like and subscribe buttons down below. I would appreciate that. Huge thanks to Hustler Casino Live for letting us use this footage. Good luck in your games. Have fun. I'll talk to you next time.